Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Well, good evening and welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule. Tonight we have a great show planned for you, for those of you that are in our area and maybe not in our area. You know that this uh, past weekend and coming up week, we've been celebrating the Heart of Texas Country Music Festival, and it's in its 33rd year, and so we are having a wonderful time uh, celebrating and uh, getting to know all of the fans and uh, the performers that are here this week. So it's going to be a special uh, show tonight where we're just going to be talking about the history of country music and we also have a special guest tonight Jared Johnson he's a singer and a songwriter and so I'm very uh, happy to have him part of the program tonight so if you would like to have input on tonight's program and you haven't already written in you can text us at 325-428-6145 that's 428-6145 or if you're listening tonight and you would like to interact with our Facebook page just go to at home with Debbie Rule Facebook we are happy to hear and share with our listeners your thoughts stories and testimonies over the next hour that we spend together. Every week I share these statements of how important I believe the home is. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration. But most of all, it should be a place to gather, to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me year-round, and I love to say I'm at home with family and friends. Stay tuned for Thoughts from Home. At Home with Debbie Rule, your talk show about home, family, and relationships. We'll be back. Everybody wants to be in love, have great kids, and the perfect home. But nobody wants to talk about how to get there. At Home with Debbie Rule is a safe place to get advice on how to fight fair or call 911. In-laws or outlaws? Who the heck are these kids and what do I do with them? Let's face it, modern family isn't all fairy tales. Because there are a few places that really explore the reality of relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly, At Home with Debbie Rule is a place where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and testimonies. I'm Debbie Rule. Join me every Sunday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule, a talk show about home, family, and relationships. At Home with Debbie Rule, right here on 95.3 FM and knelradio.com. Follow us at Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. I look forward to seeing you this weekend, Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. at Home with Debbie Rule. The Haven Family Shelter would like to thank their sponsors that help break the silence. Pierce, HVAC, T-Birds, Yesway, Texas Wildlife Supply, Tinsley Drilling, and Verdell Diesel. If you or someone you know has been affected by family violence and or sexual assault in McCullough County, Mason, Menard, or Kimball or Concho counties, please contact the Haven Hotline at 325-597-7644. Break the silence and make the call. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule. This is Thoughts from Home. The origins of country music can be found in recordings. The Southern Appalachian fiddle players made it late 1910. 
It wasn't until the early 20s, however, that country music as a viable recorded genre took hold. The first commercial country record was made by Eck Robertson in 1922 on Victor Records' label. Vernon Dalhart had the first national country hit in 1924 with Wreck of the Old 97. But most historians point to 1927, the year Victor Recording signed Jimmy Rogers and the Carter family as the true moment country music was born. Jimmy Rogers, known as the father of country music, was an instant national success. He is credited with the first million-selling single, Blue Yodel No. 1, and his catalog of songs, all recorded between 1927 and 1933, established him as the first permanent voice in country music. Rogers died from complications of tuberculosis in 1933, and he was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 1961. Well, what about that first family of country music, the Carter family was the country's music's first famous vocal group, comprised of A.P. Carter, his wife, Sarah Daughtry Carter, and A.P. sister-in-law, Maybell Addington Carter, and the group flourished in late 20s after the release of their first collection of songs in 1927. Different variations of the Carter family continued recording and performing for decades. The rise of Bob Wills and the Western Swing. Originating in Texas and moving up through the Midwest in the late 1920s, Western Swing reached its peak in the early 40s. It blended the upbeat horn-driven sounds of the big band era with New Orleans jazz, blues, and Dixieland. Drums were first incorporated by Western Swing, and the electrical musical mix included saxophones, pianos, and a Hawaiian instrument called the steel guitar. Prominent Western Swing figures included Bob Wills, the King of Western Swing, the Light Crust Doughboys, and Milton Brown, the Father of Western Swing. Well, Bill Monroe and Bluegrass Boys, the father of bluegrass, Bill Monroe is credited with the first popularizing bluegrass, a form of old-time mountain hillbilly music with its origins in Great Britain and Western Africa. Bluegrass got its name from Monroe's band, the Bluegrass Boys, which eventually included future legends Lester Flatt on guitar, Earl Scruggs on the banjo, and after six years, Flatt and Scruggs struck out on their own in 1949 to a great success. Bill Monroe was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 1970 and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1997. Well, Hollywood goes country. The cowboy films of 1930s and 40s contributed greatly to the evolution of country music. Stars like Roy Rogers, the King of Cowboys, and Gene Autry paralleled their musical careers into very successful acting careers. Much of the great music from this era was actually written specifically for movies. As these films flourished at the box office, their soundtracks were pressed to vinyl and the buying public ate them up. Great stars of the era also included Roger's wife, Dale Evans, and the Sons of the Pioneers and Spade Cooley. Well, the Honky Tonk Heroes. 1942, Ernest Tubbs' recordings of Walkin' the Floor Over You made him an overnight sensation, which thrust his brand of country, Honky Tonk, into national prominence. Hank Williams further popularized the genre with his emergence in the late 40s, while Lefty Frizzell ascended to almost Elvis-like popularity in country music circles in the 50s. Unlike all other and any new trend, go into the establishment today with live country music and you're bound to find a honky-tonk band on the bill. The Nashville sound, in direct contrast to honky-tonk music, the Nashville sound movement of the 50s and the 60s polished up country's rougher edges by blending a big band jazz swing with a great storytelling. 
Bakersfield Sound, developed in the mid-1950s. Bakersfield Sound originated in the honky-tonk bars in and around Bakersfield, California. Grittier than the polished and highly produced music coming out of Nashville, Bakersfield Country drew on many aspects of rock and roll and rockabilly. Well, what about the outlaw movement? This was the selling out of most country performers in Nashville. A number of frustrated and independent-minded artists decided in the mid-70s they would no longer follow the rules of the Music City's establishment. Near to Wells, this was Willie Wilson, Willie Nelson, his good friends and frequent collaborator, Waylon Jennings. Also Merle Haggard and David Allen Coe and a host of other outlaws burned their leisure suits, grew their hair out, and sang whatever and however they chose to. These outlaws gave country music the timely kick in the pants it desperately needed. Well, Urban Cowboy. In 1979, John Travolta movie Urban Cowboy popularized a movement in country that focused heavily on easy listening crossover success. Artists like Johnny Lee, Dolly Parton, and Mickey Gilly scored major hits on both the country and pop charts, while the outlaws of the mid-70s saw their music wane in popularity. History has proven that much of the music when this era referred to by some of the country disco era was quite disposable. However, a number of notable artists Artists did emerging during the dark period for a forge of wonderful careers, including Alabama, George Strait, Reba McIntyre, and Steve Warner. The class of 89. Well, this was a list of superstars who debuted in 1989. Reads like a future Country Music Hall of Fame induction glass. Garth Brooks, Clint Black, and Alan Jackson, Travis Trent, Dwight Yoakam, and all of them scored first country hits in 1989. They drastically altered the direction of country music by infusing a youthful vitality and a rock and roll mentality into the genre that was quickly growing. The amazing class of 89 bridged the gap between the 20th and the 21st century of country music. This has been Thoughts from Home. Stay with us. We've got a lot more coming up right here on At Home with Debbie Rule, your talk show about home, family, and relationships. We'll be back. New in 2022. Have you or someone you've known been dealing with hurts, habits, or hang-ups? Are you looking for a place where others understand and admit that we all need a better way to live life? Heart of Texas Celebrate Recovery is a Christ-centered 12-step recovery program designed to help deal with past hurts, unhealthy habits, and hang-ups that keep us from successful living. Celebrate Recovery is not just for those dealing with addictions to drugs and alcohol. Celebrate Recovery is much more. Anger issues, insecurities, codependency, abuse, fear, anxiety, divorce. Celebrate Recovery helps us all find freedom, support, healing, peace, and new life. Heart of Texas Celebrate Recovery meets Thursdays at 6 o'clock p.m. at the Heart of Texas Event Center located at 804 San Angelo Highway. We look forward to you joining us this Thursday at 6 o'clock. What is in your future is so much better than what's in your past. The time is now to come and celebrate with us.
Spring means flowers and proms. Heritage Flower Shop has amazing ideas for you and your date. Go in style this year with the newest trend, a custom-made prom clutch bouquet for her and a boutonniere for him. Stop by Heritage Flower Shop today or call 325-550-5100 for more information or to place your order today for your clutch bouquet, corsage, or boutonniere. Make your prom night the night to remember. Remember the flowers. Heritage Flower Shop for your prom flowers. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where tonight we are celebrating the Heart of Texas Country Music Festival in its 33rd year. And we've got a special guest with us today. We have singer and songwriter Jared Johnson. Good evening, Good Jared. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing great. Fantastic. So happy to have you uh, be with us tonight. And I know that you've been actively involved in the festival this year. And, yes, ma'am. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing? Um, I just, um, I've known Trey for a little while and uh, I reached out to him uh, uh, shortly after I moved here just saying I'd like to be able to get more involved in the community and uh, so he got me hooked up with this little gig that I'm doing where uh, I'm just going out to different events at the festival um, and just grabbing people and uh, asking them you know you know where they're from and and uh, how many years have they been coming and um, and there's a lot of outtakes that I've been using too I mean there's mm -hmm. when you're just doing spontaneous stuff like that it's 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 uh yeah there's a lot that could go wrong and uh, so I've just been going out and meeting people and you know finding out where they're from and and uh, you know what they love so much about coming to Brady and mm -hmm. um, it's been a lot of fun and so I've met some real characters some <laughs> real characters it's been a lot of fun yeah well you know we have people from all over have you mm -hmm. met some people from probably all over the I place I met uh, yeah from yeah from anywhere from you know just down the road Lano to uh, you know North Carolina Georgia. Um, Michigan, uh, met somebody from Spain yesterday. I, I wasn't able to wow. get, get him, uh, um, an interview yet, but hopefully, uh, no, it was two days ago. Cause I think he went to see, hey, we went to see Ray Wiley Hubbard yesterday, I think. So I think he's probably back in town today. So I really want to get him pinned down and, and find out, mm -hmm. you know, how, how in the heck did you find out about, it's a great festival. I mean, I can mm -hmm. see why he found out about it, but just how, how exactly from Spain did you come to find out about the Heart of Texas Country Music Festival? I think that's mm -hmm. fascinating. So It is. And, you know, uh, it's a shame because when COVID came, uh, a lot of our uh, people that traveled mm -hmm. uh, from other countries, because we used to have people from all over yeah. the world that mm -hmm. came. And, you know, with uh, COVID, there was traveling restrictions right, now, right. and so we've lost a lot of that. But um, but I tell you, it is just in my personal experience of getting mm -hmm. to know people uh, throughout the past several years that I've, you know, just kind of been a part of it. Mm -hmm. um, it is amazing, the people and where they come yeah, from. Yeah. And they are all each and uniquely so interesting Absolutely. to talk to. Absolutely. So I know you're having a good time. I'm having and, a great time. I'm, I'm having a great time. And there, there, there is some downtime because I don't want to go into... Yeah, when there's a show going on, I don't want to go right. pull, pull people away from the show. So sometimes I have to sit there and wait for the show to get out. Uh, oh, but when you I, poor thing. But you when I do, yeah, no. 
but when I do, you know, there's just a flood of people, and yeah. um, I've been driving my, my Bronco around, and that's that's always a great conversation starter. So mm-hmm. that that usually breaks the ice, and then I can kind of sweet talk them into getting on camera with me. So yeah, <laughs> well, uh, you've done a great job, Thank and you. Um, what we've been doing this year is we've been utilizing Jared and his talents uh, by doing the videos, and we've been uh, doing a special newsletter, a uh, KNEL daily newsletter. And some of you have signed up for our daily e-news, and that gets uh, you delivered news daily in your inbox at about 5 o'clock in the morning. And so uh, we're continuing with our regular newsletter, Mm -hmm. but now we just have something in addition, uh, which is just special for the Heart of Texas uh, Country Music Festival. And it has the schedule. It'll have uh, the performing artists for that day. It'll have uh, maybe some coupons Mm -hmm. on it, just some different information, and also a video Mm -hmm. of Jared uh, talking with the fans and so um, a word from our country music fans and so we are really excited about adding that uh, aspect to the festival mm-hmm. this year um, look forward to building on that and continuing mm-hmm. and, and having um, uh, just the rest of the week some uh, great um, videos of talking with the fans mm-hmm. so if you would like to uh, sign up for our daily e-news. Uh, there's still time for you to do that. You can go to our website at knelradio.com. On the homepage, there is an area there where you can click uh, for daily newsletter, the KNEL daily newsletter. If you'll click on that, fill out the submission form, then it'll get added to our uh, list, and you'll be uh, receiving our regular daily newsletter, which has uh, news, sports, obituaries, special events that are going on. Uh, so that's always interesting to have in your inbox, because if you want to know what's going on that day or perhaps that week, uh, there's really good information that's on our newsletter, our regular newsletter as well. But especially the uh, special festival newsletter that we're doing, you don't want to miss out on that. And so go to our website at knelradio.com, click on the daily newsletter, uh, and it will take you to a submission form, fill that out, and you will be set up to receive that daily newsletter every day. So about 5 a.m. you'll get the regular one, and then around 7 or 8 you'll get the one um, that's for the festival. And it's very helpful because it has the schedule. And, and of course, you are the first to be able to see the videos that Jared's been doing. Now, after we have posted that on our daily newsletter, then we will put those on, uh, they're on YouTube Mm -hmm. and um, also on Vimeo. Yeah, that's right, Vimeo. And um, also, uh, we have a page on our website that we are um, putting together, which will have the videos on there. There's a few on there right now. So if you are interested in going back, and maybe you just have watched one and you just want to watch it again, they're very entertaining, I'll have to <laughs> say, I'm, I'm Jared. Glad, I'm glad you're <laughs> they are very entertaining. So uh, so some people may want to watch them more than once. And we went ahead and uh, on YouTube and on Vimeo, they are downloadable. So if you were one that was interviewed and you want to download that video and keep it, you are able to do that. So we wanted to make that um, something that you could do if you were one that was being uh, interviewed. Well, you have been around country mm-hmm. music for a while now. Why don't yeah, you tell us a little bit about you? Well, um, Who is Jared Johnson? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a songwriter slash singer. I don't say singer-songwriter because uh, the whole singing thing just kind of happened by mistake, and I'll, I'll get mm-hmm. to that. Um, but I wrote I wrote my first song when I was 12. That would have been yeah sometime in the mid eight late 80s mid 80s. Um, uh, my girlfriend broke up with me on the last day of school, last day of sixth grade, and uh, and it was at a after it was a last day of school party, 
and uh, <laughs> and so I was just I was just destroyed. You know, I thought the world was coming to an end. It wasn't so bad because um, my buddy who was having the, the after the last day of school party, his older sister was also having one. So so I was getting a lot of attention from the older girls that day. So they, so it wasn't so bad. But but um, I went home and I wrote a song about it. I still remember every single word exactly how it went. And that song will never see the light of day. It is horrible. <laughs> um, but I decided, I, okay, I like writing songs. And um, but by, I guess I was 15 when I wrote my first one that, that my parents really liked. And I actually, I put that song, it was the last song on my second album. Uh, you can tell I was 15 when I wrote it. Um, but um, yeah, going through high school, I was supposed to go to college and play basketball. And um, when I graduated, it was just a goofy time. My parents were getting divorced and I was just sick of basketball cause that's all I did growing up. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I played at all four seasons, played AAU, played on all the select teams. Um, I just told my parents, I really want to give this, uh, this music thing a shot. And they always supported my music. And all they said was, well, you know, you pick who you're going to live with and you got to get a day job. And, uh, I figured radio would be a good way for me to, to get into the business. And so I went to a broadcasting school. I did the nine-month program. Six months in, I got my first job offer. Um, so I quit school, and I went to work for a small market station in northwest Wisconsin. And uh, they ended up sending me to what's called the Hodag Country Music Festival one weekend. <laughs> and that, um, and this was, I think Randy Travis was a headliner, and you know, Johnny Paycheck was on the bill, mm-hmm. Bellamy Brothers. They sent me there early to get the campsites ready, and I was doing backstage interviews. Uh, and I was at the catering you know, wagon and this guy walked up, I thought he was homeless. And, uh, we started talking and, and, uh, talking about music and we really, really, uh, gelled. And, uh, turns out he was Randy Travis's bus driver and his name was Ron Avis. And, uh, mm-hmm. he brought me on Randy's bus. And of course I was just freaking out, you know, I'm like, Oh my goodness, what am I doing here? And, and uh, he played me, um, he played me, Randy had just cut a song called, they wish it would rain that Ron and Randy had wrote together. And, mm-hmm. um, Ron wrote, uh, there's a cold spell moving in. Daryl Singletary cut that one on his first album. And so of course I'm just, I'm just beside myself. And we exchanged, you know, back then you always carried around work tapes. You have the actual cassette mm-hmm. tapes and we exchanged cassette tapes. And, um, you know, mine of course was me. And then the stuff that he gave me, I still have these tapes. It was almost all songs that he wrote with Randy that nobody's ever heard. Um, mm-hmm. and it's Randy, just Randy and a guitar, just, just playing these songs that they wrote together. And, uh, he called me back three days later and said, well, you're, you're doing pretty good for, you know, being up there in the middle of nowhere writing by yourself. If you want a publishing deal, you know, come to Nashville, I'll give you one. And so I moved to Nashville. That was around 96, and I started writing songs, and um, it was hit or miss. You know, I'd, I've, I've made a living, but no, I've never wrote any hits, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm yet. A, Let's I'm, just yeah, say I'm, yet. Okay, yeah. My, <laughs> my first retainer, it was like 200 bucks a week, you know, and I, mm-hmm. thought, I, I thought that was big time, but mm-hmm. uh, let's face it, that was just beer money at that time. And... Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, it's been tough, and I've lost some publishing deals. I ended up uh, being able, I started building tour buses uh, when people quit um, buying music, like when Napster and LimeWire yeah. hit. Yeah. My royalties instantly tanked. Yes. I mean, no one's going to buy music when they can get it for free. That's right. Um, and uh, so I was always around buses because of Ron Avis and another guy named Ledford Heron, who was a Texas troubadour. He drove Ernest Tubbs' bus, and they got me a job uh, at a bus company there in Nashville building tour bus interiors. and. Eventually, I was running the whole shop, and uh, I made enough money to buy my catalog back. So I started my own publishing company. So um, at least I own it all now. I mean, it mm-hmm. doesn't really – it pays me a little bit more, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but at least I own it all now. Mm-hmm. And um, I was doing – this is 2014, I guess, or 2013. I was uh, – and I wasn't intending on putting an album together. I was just doing demos for my own songs uh, for my own publishing company. 
And Daryl Dodd used to, whenever he would come to Nashville, he would stay with me and John Christie, who owned the bus company, because John used to be his tour manager. And uh, um, he wanted to come to the studio that day with me just to hang out. And uh, I wrote, it was a Western swing song that I wrote called Empty Pillow. And I was, I was pitching it to a group called the Time Jumpers. And uh, the Time Jumpers never cut it. But Daryl sang on it with me. And then a couple months later, or no, a couple of years later, I get a call from uh, Daryl Dodd's promoter saying, what, uh, you know, what, what's going on with this song? I'm like, what song? He said, this Empty Pillow song. I said, I wrote it a couple of years back for the Time Jumpers, but they didn't cut it. He said, well, it's getting played on the radio out here in, in Fort Worth. I'm like, what? And uh, um, I, I thought I was in trouble. I'm like, oh, man, who do I, who do I got to call? You know, because his artist was on the song mm-hmm. with me. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, man, I love it. Do you need a promoter? And I'm, I said, sure. Then he told me how much it was. And I said, no. <laughs> but he uh, he actually um, uh, taught me how to self-promote. So that's what I'm doing these days. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just I'm writing my own songs. I'm recording them. Uh, yeah, I release them out to uh, Texas and Red Dirt Radio. And uh, I do my own promoting. My, my current single is at uh, at seventy on the Texas charts right now, which is which is decent for a guy not paying a promoter. So uh, that's pretty much the the short of it. <laughs> so that's who I am. That's who you are. <laughs> yep. uh, so you started writing when you were twelve. Yes. Your first song yep. when your girlfriend broke up with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Most of my songs are. Uh, um, yeah, they're, they're they're heartbreak songs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I, I came by it honestly when I was twelve, but. But um, I'm trying to get more positive these days. That my last single is a uh, day to day. That's a song about gratitude. And then my next one that's coming out. This was not intentional. I wanted Letting Go to come out on uh, March 25th, but I screwed up when I was uploading it to the distribution service. So now it's coming out April Fool's Day. Um, God does have a sense of humor. <laughs> he does. And uh, um, but that song is also it's just about gratitude and and um, you know just living in the moment and you know letting go of the past and forgiveness mm-hmm. and all that other. It's an upbeat song which. I'm really well, tr- I have I'm it. Really would, to you, would, would you, you like it? For, I do, I okay. do. Would it be okay if we played that yeah, right now? Yeah, go ahead and play okay. it. You, you were talking about Bill Monroe earlier. Um, uh-huh. So the guy that does all my fiddle work is a guy named Glenn Duncan. And Glenn used to play fiddle for Bill Monroe. Mm-hmm. And so at the beginning of this song, you're going to hear Glenn doing his Bill Monroe impersonation, that, that howdy folks howdy. And I, th- I think I gave you that version. So that's Glenn doing, uh, doing his best Bill Monroe. Okay, <laughs> well, here is Jared Johnson with Letting Go, his single that will be coming out on... April 1st. Howdy, folks, howdy. Now, Jared has got a powerful number right here for you folks, and it tells a wonderful story. And I want you to listen to every word because I really believe it, boy. It'll tell you a story that, you, that everybody is going to want to hear all over the world. And, and I'm pulling for Jared 100%. song on the radio But I didn't change the station Just sang along to Domino And finally getting the hang of letting go
feeling sick Took my daddy to the fishing home And I'm finally getting the hang of letting go Ladies and gentlemen, Jared Johnson with Let It Go, single coming out on April 1st, April Fool's Day. Uh, <laughs> that's my luck. That's, that's my your luck. luck. That's but your it's luck. It's okay. It's okay. That's all right. Um, well, you know, uh, very talented. Thank you. I've enjoyed getting to know you. I've get uh, really have enjoyed listening to your music. We I were just talking uh, about how. Good songs and songwriters can talk from their uh, re- mm-hmm. write from their emotions and their experiences. Absolutely, and uh, so you can feel your passion yeah. in your in your music. I, I appreciate so that. I appreciate that. They can find more about your music at. Uh, you can go to it's uh, jaredjohnson.net, not .com. It's J A R R O D Johnson.net, and from there I have links to uh, to iTunes, uh, Spotify, Pandora, Google. Um, I'm on YouTube, any digital platform you can find me. If you want to buy hard copies of my music, um, well, if you see me just driving around Brady in the blue Bronco, just, just flag me down. I always have hard copies with me, but, but, um, but you can do that or you can order them off the website and I've got t-shirts and I got, you know, these fancy coffee cups and all that stuff. So, uh, so yeah, you can just jaredjohnson.net. Um, I would tell you to go find me on Facebook, but my music, so my personal page is still there. For some reason, my music page has disappeared. 
and mm. I, and I had like ten thousand followers, so I'm a little upset about that. But I, so I'm still trying to. Maybe f- you said something that they didn't like. Yeah, you know, I, I really kept <laughs> like, like my music page. I really kept like my own personal opinions and stuff off of that yeah. because you know yeah. I'm, people just they just want to hear your music. You know, they really don't yeah. want to hear your opinions on things and. And so I was really good at that. So I don't know if it's a, um, I really don't know what happened, but uh, the page apparently still exists and it's, it, but it's not published and I can't figure out how to republish it or what, it's It's just goofy. So I'm working with Facebook right now to try to recover that page. But if not, I'll just start a new one and y'all can find me there. But I'm, I'm also on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, yes, I went and did a TikTok. Um, I mean, my, my kids had to show me how to do this. Um, so and, you're uh, of that generation now when your children have to show you more about technology. Oh, my goodness. My, my 12-year-old <laughs> is, is here from Arkansas this week. And uh, I have three daughters, uh, Claudia is 12, Michaela is 23, and Monica is 25. Uh, Monica just had her, her second son last month. Aww. So, yeah, yeah little, little Brexton came into the world. So I'm a, I'm a grandpa twice over now. Um, the but, greatest uh, thing ever, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, mm-hmm. I, I just love sugaring them up and sending them home just, yeah. to, get, just to get even with them for how they were when they were kids. But, <laughs> but um, uh, no, but Claudia, I mean, she is so... I mean, technologically inclined as a 12-year-old. I mean, yeah. I just get lost. And I, yeah, I do pretty good. I, I film all my own music videos, and I'm doing the videos mm-hmm. for y'all. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Claudia could probably do an entire animated feature right now. Yeah. And I just, I, it's crazy what these kids know right now. It is nuts it how, is. how advanced they are. It um, is. It's amazing. Because, and, you know, when we talk about parenting, we talk about kids and home, because mm-hmm. a lot of the things that we talk about on our show have to do with that. Absolutely. You know, it's telling parents... You've got to stay up with your kids Mm -hmm. and your kids. If you think that your kids are doing something on the phone Mm -hmm. that you don't know about, you probably don't. Right. Because they know a whole lot more than we do. And um, and they know where to find what they want to find and they know to hide where they can hide it. So uh, it's it's a world that is changing quickly every day and it, it's a it's a, world. it's a real challenge on it like with my older girls i mean especially with michaela you know she's a senior at a&m right now and um yeah i've really she's an adult now and i've got to realize that you know yeah. i don't want to realize that but she's yeah. an adult and you know she's got her own place and you know she's putting herself through school and and uh, so some you know cutting the leash there is is so hard to do because I, I see I see things that I don't like and I really want like and I just want to you know stick my nose in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess that that time is done for me. You know she's she's an adult now and I've got to just let her you know do what she does and make her own mistakes. So that's 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 been the hardest part with her. So. Yeah. Well, you've got three girls <laughs> yeah, and I, I know there's uh, some kind of bond between daddies and girls. I think there so. re- there really is. And I, yeah, I was the last. I know my last name's Johnson and you know, so there's a million Johnsons everywhere and. Um, even like two of my neighbors are Johnsons. It's funny. We're not even related. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I was the last person on my little branch of the Johnson family tree that could carry on the family name. And, uh, God saw fit to give me three daughters. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was supposed to stop with me. I'm not sure. Well, but. <laughs> well, you know, uh, kids are, they are precious to have, but you're right. It is hard when they grow up. Yeah to let go and I I can't imagine as being a I look at my husband and our girls yeah. and I think it is hard for daddies I think to it is and it, to let go especially when you oh, think, and oh. especially when they develop an opinion about you and they mm-hmm. make that opinion known you know what I mean like like when they <laughs> <laughs> when they were, you know, when they were young, they may have had the opinion, but they didn't say it. But now, you know, they're adults; they can do it, and then they tell you, and 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 you've got to treat them like adults at that point. You you can't yeah. just say you can't talk to your father that way. You have to, you have to listen to it because you know that, that's their feelings, their value. You know, those are very valid valid feelings, really yeah. realistic for them. 
And uh, and nowadays, you know, with them being adults, I would be a bad parent if I wasn't listening to them and treating yeah. them like adults, you know. And yeah. and so that's been that's been a journey. Um, you know, n- no parent is perfect. Um, oh, you know, no. I, me being in the music business, I got involved in uh, you know, using th- some things that I probably shouldn't have been using, and that really put a strain on my family and relationships and stuff. So, but we've been rebuilding, and uh, it's been a it's been hard, but it's been a really fun journey. It's been a really fun journey because it's really, um, I don't know if it's the right word to use, but it's really rewarding when you're rebuilding relationships and you're mm-hmm. gaining trust back. And mm-hmm. um, that part of it has been, uh, for that reason alone, um, I don't regret a thing. I would not go back and change a thing because it's mm-hmm. really helped out uh, who I am as a parent and my relationships with my daughters. I mean, it's really, I, I get along with it just sounds horrible. I get along great with all of my exes. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. I get Claudia's mother. I, I talk to, when we get on the phone, we talk you know, we're, I, like an hour, you know, every mm-hmm. single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we're co-parenting really well there. Um, Monica and Michaela's mother, um, we've always been uh, really close. When we split up, of course, there was that, that time, mm-hmm. but um, we've always been really close. And then um, uh, Sherry, she, she remarried. One of the greatest people I've ever met. Uh, his name was Rich Timmons. And he was a wonderful human being, and he died of brain cancer a couple of years back, and that oh. was really, really hard on my kids. Yeah. Um, but it was nice. Where that was, I was rebuilding my relationships with them at that time, mm-hmm. and it was just nice that finally I was able to be present. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't just a, a bystander in their lives, and mm-hmm. and so uh, I'm really rambling on about things. But it's just That's a, okay. I, lo- I, I love being a parent. Um, it's one of my. It's the most heartbreaking and most rewarding thing you can do at the same time. And, and I'm the really, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I love it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's good that you bring that part of it. I think a lot of people think that um, entertainers or uh, people that are in the industry don't have real life, right. you know, that they don't experience real life, right. that everything right. is perfect for them, right. you know, and they have this... Um, impression that you know mm. they put them up on a pedestal and mm-hmm. you know this person is just perfect and right. they don't realize that uh, we all struggle in relationships Absolutely. we all have um, you know issues with parenting and mm. kids and um, we all make mistakes we mm. wish we hadn't made and mm-hmm. you know we all go down that road Absolutely. regardless of who you are Absolutely, yeah. and um, and so I know that sometimes just being in the industry um, and dealing with those things and having family, it just seems like there's a little bit extra pressure there on you. And yeah, I, I guess you could say that. And the fact that, um, that uh, you, let's face it, we, you, entertainers, we, we get into it because we like attention. You know what I mean? So our, so our egos are already a little bit mm-hmm. inflated. And so that that's just a magnet for more problems. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, we don't, Everybody does things that they enjoy, and entertainers, obviously, we tend to get a little more attention uh, for whatever talent we may possess. And um, so, yeah, so our egos are already a little bit inflated in that. So we're kind of predisposed for just mm-hmm. those kind of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, you know, that then you can go down the whole addiction and alcoholism trail. And um, uh, you know, time away from home is never good. That's right. Um, it's very – I don't care who you are um, – Unless you really don't like the person you're with, time away from home is just, it's a strain. Mm-hmm. It's a strain. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, there's definitely has to be some checks and balances, especially in the entertainment industry or in even any industry where you have to travel a lot. I yeah. mean, there's got to be some checks and balances done because yeah. um, I've made that mistake before where I just, yeah, I stayed gone. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I left you know, my significant other with all the responsibility, you know, all the kids. And mm-hmm. um, that's just... Uh, 
that was I was you know that was just not I was young, uh, mm-hmm. but even then I should have been able to see that okay I should not be doing this I should be home helping mm-hmm. out and all that other stuff and and uh, but yeah it's um the entertainment industry it seems to be predisposed to um, you know family struggles and yeah. other things that, that that come along with it so and that mainly not mainly but. And like I said, our egos are a little inflated to begin with when we get into it. So, <laughs> Well, you know, when you hear an artist that's been married for 20 years or mm-hmm. 20 plus years, it's like, wow, they've yeah, been that together happen? that long. Yeah, how does that, that happen? happen? Because yeah. they did the checks and balances, exactly. I think, that you're talking about. Exactly. And, and, you know, the thing is, is um, we're not taught how to be married. We're not taught how to be parents. Absolutely. We're not taught how to have these relationships. Mm-hmm. And so we just go out and we have to learn. Yeah. And um, and so it's a shame that we make some mistakes mm. that are life changing yeah. sometimes. But um, but they didn't give us a manual. No, you know? no. <laughs> I mean, they didn't send you home from the hospital with this manual that yep. said, here, this is how you raise this particular child, mm. because they're all different. Yeah. I mean, you've got three girls. Yeah. I'm sure that you see that all of them have different personalities. They're all completely different. That's right. It's crazy. So it's like I get one figured out and then mm. I got to figure out how to do this one. But um, so what do your girls think about dad? being who you are um, in the professional level. They kind of like it, I think. They've been around it their whole life, so I think it's mm-hmm. just normal for them. But um, Monica is funny. that uh, i got a song called uh, She Calls Me Daddy that I wrote for Monica yeah. when she turned 16 because mm-hmm. I, could, I couldn't be at her birthday party. So I, I wrote it. Um, I did a quick little YouTube video of it. Then I, I mm-hmm. plastered it all over her Facebook page and everything and just embarrassed the snot out of her. She wouldn't talk to me for like three months. And, <laughs> and uh, um, But now now that the song is played on the radio, she's okay with it now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but Monica's always always enjoyed it. Michaela, um, and, and their mother has also been, re- has a lot of friends in the music business as well. Mm-hmm. So they've just always been around it, but they really... They really get a kick out of it when they hear, you know, somebody they they know song on the radio and stuff like that. And uh, Claudia, Claudia's mother, um, back in the late '90s or the mid '90s, was a lead singer of a band called Twister Alley that was on Mercury Records. Um, and uh, her her name's Shelley Morris. So and so Claudia's been around it too a lot. Mm-hmm. But she kind of um, one of her friends. Yeah, they had to do a report on their favorite musician or something at her school there in Jonesboro, mm-hmm. Arkansas. And uh, one of her friends chose me, which I thought was kind of, uh, I questioned uh, the kid's intelligence, but I mean, that was, that was still was a, still, <laughs> still kind of an honor, but, but they, they've just been around it. They're used to it. Um, yeah. you know, they're used to me writing songs. They're used to me, you know, having to go to the studio. Um, they're used to me, uh, you know, name dropping, um, which name dropping is something I don't try to do. Um, mm-hmm. I just know these, I've known these people for so long. Uh, mm-hmm. You hang around in any industry long enough, no matter how good or bad you are, you're going to meet a lot of people. Right. And so, yeah, so, so when I name drop, it's generally, there's a, a few of them that I'll try, you know, yeah, I know so-and-so, and I'll try to impress you with that. But, uh, but general, generally, it's just people I know. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do any of your girls uh, share the um, musical talent? Not a single one of them. Not a single, I, I, Claudia... I think if Claudia wanted to sing, she could. Um, she just, uh, the desire's not there, I guess. Um, yeah. When Monica was really young, like five years old, um, we were I was living in Nashville, and, uh, you know, the fiddle player Mark O'Connor, mm-hmm. she went to his fiddle school for a little mm-hmm. while. So I don't, and she, she played for a couple of years, but again, just not her her deal. She's more into, she trains cattle cutting horses, you know, that that's, okay. that's her passion, so... Um, but yeah, they, none of them really musically inclined and, you know, nobody in my family was either. Um, 
Uh, So where did Jared come from? (laughs) (laughs) That could be another song. That could be. No, okay, so so, so my my great-great-grandparents were Norwegian and Swedish immigrants, and they they settled in northwest Wisconsin. And um, Johnson is such a common last name. Uh, Let me see. So my great-grandfather, Oscar Johnson, married a lady named Laura Johnson. And then their daughter, Lorraine, who was my grandmother, Lorraine Johnson, married my grandfather, Tony Johnson. So it, it, it sounds like there's some Arkansas stuff going on there, but it's not. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, there's just that many Johnsons You just don't have there. to change your monogram because it's the same. Exactly. So, <laughs> but my, my grandfather was in the military, and they were stationed, um, I want to say, I think it was Fort Knox or something like that. And that's where my grandmother uh, picked up her love for bluegrass. She was listening to the oh, uh, Grand yeah. Ole Opry. And yeah. So mm-hmm. she fell in love. I still have my grandmother's old 78s. You know, all the old mm. Bill Monroe, Hank Williams, yeah. Um, yeah. all those people you were mentioning earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she picked up a love for bluegrass. So that, and that kind of got passed down to my dad. Um, and my dad, like I said, no musical ability whatsoever. He just always listened to country music. Mm-hmm. And that's just where I picked up my love for it. Um, and my... Uh, my older sister, I was f- four years old. She was she would have been seven or eight. Uh, she got to take guitar lessons, and I was jealous. And I wore my parents out. And they, finally, they just said yes to shut me up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stuck, you know. And yeah. I, let's face it, a four-year-old playing guitar. I, I'm sure it sounded like I was, you know, swinging a cat around by its tail or something like that. But um, my first teacher was actually my preschool teacher. And then, um, I don't know, it just stuck, and they, mm-hmm. they made me practice every day. If I was going to be taking lessons, mm-hmm. I had to practice for a mm-hmm. half hour every day. Mm-hmm. And um, it just stuck, and then all of a sudden, I'm, I started writing songs. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that, so that's kind of, that, that's the uh, Cliff Notes version of that. But, um, yep. yeah, I'm my, my, uh, mainly mainly Norwegian and Swedish. That, that That's my lineage. And, and uh, mm-hmm. I still have a lot of family up there. Um, I got cousins in, like, the Chippewa Falls area of Wisconsin, and, um, my older sister, she lives out in Napa, California. My younger sister, uh, she works for Johnson and Johnson and lives in Philadelphia. Um, so we're just scattered everywhere, but, mm-hmm. uh, I'm here and I'm, I'm not leaving. <laughs> I, I, I love Texas too much. I'm not leaving. Yeah. So. Texas is great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you want to hear more of Jared's music, Jared Johnson, you can go to jaredjohnson.net. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of information there on his website. There's a shop, but there's also uh, little uh, samples of your music yep, that you yep, have there, yep. so you can listen to them as well. And I encourage you to do that. I think you'll uh, really enjoy going and listening to some of the songs uh, that he has on there. Um, so... Uh, to just finish up the show tonight, uh, you're going to continue on this week with some more yeah, I'll, I'll, videos. Yeah, I'll be doing some more. I, I've got enough footage where I could probably just just finish them out right here. I've gotten so much, but I uh, know tomorrow I'll be over at the uh, tomorrow's the uh, at the museum, right? No, the event center. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'll be down there tomorrow. Um, I'll have I'll have the blue Bronco parked out front. Um, if y'all just so wanna... that's it. Look for the blue. Bronco. The 76 Bronco. It's the original paint. Uh, uh, it was my wife's first car in high school. It's been in the family since then. And, um, but yeah, come say hi, and uh, I might uh, might stick a camera in your face mm-hmm. and ask you some very uncomfortable questions. And I'm kidding. I won't do that. But no. But um, but yeah, I'd love to meet y'all. And uh, yeah, I'm fair. I've only been in Brady about six months now, and oh. uh, I'm just having a really good time meeting everybody. 
Um, I love the community. Um, I absolutely love the music community here and the passion mm -hmm. there is for traditional country music. And that really mm -hmm. is my passion. Um, if you listen to my music, you know, some of my songs are, they definitely lean traditional and some of them are a little bit more modern, but uh, you'll generally, you'll either have a fiddle or a steel in my songs yes. or both. Yes. Um, and, um, oh, and I just want to tell everybody Spotify, uh, Spotify and Pandora, they, they've only got 14. They're going to have 15 of my songs starting April, uh, April 1st. Um, so if you go to iTunes, Amazon, or Google, you'll get like 40 something songs that I've recorded. But, uh, I was so angry with Spotify there for a while that I, I yanked all my music off there. Mm -hmm. And then Ray Wiley Hubbard convinced me to, uh, to, to, he said, man, just give them some, don't give them all. And maybe that'll lead folks to your website or to, you know, mm -hmm. to purchases mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. and he, he actually was right. He actually was right. So I gave Spotify and Pandora. I don't call them my greatest hits. I gave my greatest misses. And um, yeah, you can so, so you get that the, you, you get a basic taste of my music from Spotify mm -hmm. and Pandora. Then you can go other places to listen. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, so JaredJohnson.net, you can find him at the um, on his website. Also check him out on uh, your favorite digital app where mm -hmm. you can find his mu music as well. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, some of the songs that you've been uh, writing have had to do with just real life experiences. Absolutely, yeah, and, and my own real life experience i don't um i'm very candid about um you know me being in recovery right now and things like that mm -hmm. i don't find a reason to hide that i don't push it down people's throats mm -hmm. but uh if i put it out there um it might make me more approachable to somebody else who, who might need help you know who, who might need to be pointed mm -hmm. in the right direction but yeah you'll see a, a lot of my songs are are based on my own struggles with addiction mm -hmm. um a lot of songs about my family songs about my girls songs about mm -hmm. my dogs i mean just it's all mm -hmm. Uh, we were talking earlier. I, I can't. I'm so jealous of those songwriters that can write from a, an experience that they've just fabricated in their head. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. I, mm -hmm. I can't do that, and make it sound genuine. Those people that can do that, make it sound genuine, are so incredibly gifted. Mm -hmm. um, I just have to write from you know what I've experienced and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I try to. It's. I don't try to do that on purpose. It's because I don't know how to do it any other way. So, um, so yeah. Uh, again, I'm rambling. I'm sorry. No, you're doing great. <laughs> you're doing great. You know, um, you're talking about those that can kind of just uh, create something yeah. from nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, I just I believe that we go through experiences in life, and God doesn't waste anything. Yeah. He uses those, uh, and definitely has used those for you to be able to put mm. words on paper. And I think that those lyrics do minister to people. When yeah. people listen to that, they think, you know, I can relate to this. Yeah. I can relate to this. And um, and you're right. If if one person can get help from that yeah. by hearing your story, then it was well worth it. Absolutely. Because um, I like the fact that you're real. <laughs> you know, I really like that because a lot of people are hiding, you know, behind a mask and, and they don't want to share that they have life struggles. And I think that when we come to the table and we say we all have life struggles, yeah. you know, my might not be what yours are, mm -hmm. um, but we're all imperfect people. Yeah, and you're just real about it, and I I love that uh, because I think that you can help a lot more people thank when you. you're just honest. No, and I hid. Um, that's one one thing in recovery. You know, you, you basically have to be taught to be honest. You know what I mean? We're, with your first, with we, yourself first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we, and we think we we call people outside of recovery. We call them civilians. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we think a little bit different than than uh, you know that and. Uh, so it's just you start to figure out that it's just it's a lot less work when you're just honest about stuff, yeah. um, and it's still something I'm learning. Um, you know, it's still something I have to be taught to do. I have a, 
a great group of friends that I that I talk to when when things get uh, you know squirrely for me. That's what my, mm-hmm. my that's what that's what one of my friends says. He says, "Man, are, are you being squirrely?" And uh, and uh, then I can sit down and, and talk to him about that. But um, yeah, it's it's um it's just a lot less work when I just kind of throw it out there. Yeah, I don't have to hide it. And mm-hmm. um, uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. But I definitely definitely have to be taught that skill uh it doesn't come to me naturally <laughs> so. well you know, everybody has different personalities yeah. i don't know anybody that just wants to share everything right but, so that's why i applaud you for being real and being transparent awesome. and uh, just sharing your story with people uh so that if one person hears it and it helps them then that's great and that's the awesome. lyrics in your songs um they they really do uh, i think mean something to Mm. some people when they hear them and so even the songs about family Mm -hmm. you know i think we we need that yeah you know men need to hear how daddies need to love their little girls yeah absolutely. you know and their children and uh, there's not enough of that out there yeah and i think that um that that's a that's a good thing so the songs that you have uh really I think make an impression in people's lives and so i encourage you go back go and listen Go and listen to jerryjohnson.net, find samples of his songs, find him on all of the digital apps. Uh, you can download his music there. And look for the Blue Bronco. Yeah, look for the Blue Bronco. <laughs> yeah, no, he just might toss you something out the window. I don't know. Uh, you know, he's out and about this week with the uh, Heart of Texas Country Music Festival. And uh, he's going to be, um, tomorrow, it's going to be at 7 p.m., is going to be the Tommy Hooker Band with the Heart of Texas Event Center. It's $15. I'm not sure if there are tickets available, but uh, you can go to uh, heartoftexascountry.com and check there and see if there's availability for any of the concerts that are left because I'm not for sure what is sold out at this point. Um, Tuesday night's going to be 7 o'clock p.m. with my good friend Justin Trevino, the Justin Trevino Band, and that will also be at the Heart of Texas Event Center. Everything else then, oh, Wednesday, uh, the Heart of Texas Steel Guitar Show. We'll be back at the Civic Center. So uh, Monday and Tuesday at the Heart of Texas Event Center. And then Wednesday through the weekend, we'll be back at the Ed Davenport Civic Center here in Brady. Uh, you know, when I was doing my research, I found that the steel guitar mm-hmm. is a Hawaiian instrument. It is, yep. I did not know that. And there's a bunch of variations of the steel guitar, too. Yes. You've got... Um, uh, well, some people you see the steel guitar with two necks. Um, that, mm-hmm. that that upper neck is what's called a C six neck, and that's used on a lot of like it's got a different tone, and mm-hmm. a different tuning too. And it's mm-hmm. it's used on a lot of Western swing songs, mm-hmm. and and um, you got lap steels. Um, uh, you got there's all there's so many different variations, but yeah, it originated from from you know the Polynesian countries, Hawaii, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of kind of interesting how that ended up. In country music, you, I know. You, you got fiddles, when I was you got looking at that, I thought, Ireland "Really, and, really? That yeah. I, that can't be right." Let me go check that out. Yep. It's right. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? And I love the steel guitar. I the do steel too. guitar and the fiddle. To me, that's what makes country music. Absolutely. <clears throat> and um, we're losing uh, that. I think when we when we have country for yeah. today, the modern country, um, we already have rock and roll. Yeah. We don't need that. You know. Yeah, it's or, so fun. It's, I've got my, my buddy Michael White. I wrote a song called "Weekdays" with him. He wrote "Raising Humans." Uh, he also wrote that uh, "The Baby" for Blake Shelton. I don't remember mm-hmm, that song. Mm-hmm, and, I do. And his, his dad was L.E. White, and uh, L.E. was. Uh, he, he he wrote sixty nine songs for Conway Twitty, so mm-hmm. so Michael's pedigree is pretty good. But even Michael said, he says, "Man, when, when I go to the demo studio anymore, they, they hire two guitar players, yep. a piano player, a bass player, and a drummer, and that's it." 
So that's, and he's a country songwriter. Yeah. But his publishing companies only hire, they're not hiring fiddle and steel players to do uh-huh. the demos anymore. It's wild. Mm-hmm. That's, which is wild to me, mm-hmm. which is wild. We're just losing that. And that's what I love about uh, what Tracy Pitcox does is he's keeping that alive. Yeah. And the 33rd annual Heart of Texas Country Music Festival is your opportunity to come and hear traditional country music where you can hear real country music. I I'm, love I'm it. Ball. I love it. And so, uh, Tomorrow again, let's see, we'll be at 7 o'clock, the Tommy Hooker Band at the Heart of Texas Event Center. 7 o'clock p.m., Justin Trevino Band at the Heart of Texas Event Center on Tuesday. Wednesday, the Heart of Texas Steel Guitar Show at the Ed Davenport Civic Center. So go out and see those Hawaiian instruments. <laughs> <laughs> 7 o'clock will be the Western Swing Night with Jody Nix and the Texas Cowboys and Billy Mata and the Texas Tradition. Uh, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Look at the schedule. Go to knelradio.com events. Check out the Heart of Texas Country Music Festival schedule there. And also, if you go to the menu on our homepage, there is one that says Music Festival. If you click on that, that will also give you the schedule and it will give you the videos, some of them that we've already uploaded for the public to see. Uh, from um, a word from our yep. fans yep. with Jared Johnson. <laughs> so uh, you'll get to know him a little bit better. Uh, we certainly have enjoyed getting to know him tonight, and I hope that with him being in Brady that he will be a part of At Home with Debbie Rule again and I'd visit with us I'd and uh, of course I would. share a little bit more about what's going on in his life and and also the music industry as well. So we want to remind you that uh, if you have not signed up for the daily e-newsletter, please do so. Go to our website at knelradio.com. Find the icon that has uh, KNEL Daily News. Click on that. It'll give you a submission form where you can fill that out, and then you'll be all set. You'll receive our regular edition about 5 o'clock in the morning every morning, except for Sunday, and it will give you that day's events. Also, uh, during the music festival, we have a special edition music festival newsletter that's going out that has some information about um, the um entertainers we also have the schedule and we have that famous video that we've been talking about with jerry you don't want to miss that to get to know the fans you know we've got some wonderful people that are visiting brady over the next week and uh, we just want to say thank you to all of our country music fans that are out there we welcome you to the heart of texas and we love it when you visit us here enjoy your time this week in the heart of texas eat good barbecue listen to good music and enjoy the fellowship that you have with one another because you know uh, i don't think there's any friendlier people no then right here in the heart of Texas. And you probably could say that. You've, I, I you've, can 100% agree with you. You've only been here six months, but and I think you've probably figured that out. I'm a lifer. Y- y- y'all ain't getting rid of me. I'm, I'm here for good. Well, that's good. That's good. So you're going to do some music here just real quickly in a few seconds. What else do you have planned, Jared? Um, right now, I'm just, um, we bought uh, the Broadhouse uh, north of town here. And uh, it's a, it, the house has got great bones. I, I tell everybody it just needs a hip and knee replacement. So I've been... <laughs> been been working on the house and um, uh, so you're doing a little surgery. Doing a little surgery. I got, I got the new single coming out uh, April 1st. I've I've got a video ready for that too as well. So there'll, there'll be a music video. I'll probably get back uh, in the next month or two. I'll go back to Nashville and record a couple more songs. And um, I've got like 300 I could pick from right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, um, so I'd like to go back and you know, do a couple more songs and get those released. And I'll, st- I'll probably start booking shows uh, towards the end of summer. I'll start I'll start filling things in. Right now, I just need to be home and work on the house and um, 
uh, get acclimated to your just area. Get, just get acclimated That's right. and everything. That's so, right. So I will be hitting the road again soon, but. Uh, Right, right now, I'm exactly where I need to be. So. All right. Well, that's good. Thank you so much for being with us tonight and inviting us into your home. We always love hearing from you and spending Sunday evening with you, sharing our thoughts about home, family, and relationships. From our home to yours, I'm Debbie Rule and Jerry Johnson with me tonight. I'll be back with you next week at 6 o'clock p.m. right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. I hope you have a blessed week. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on Caniel 95.3 FM and CanielRadio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Rule for more insights on home, family, and relationships. Mm-hmm.